Welcome to Jurassic Pod, a podcast 65 million years in the making. I'm in my car about to walk into the theater to see Jurassic World Dominion. Here we go. Looks like Mike is uh, in his car. in the parking lot waiting for me. How are we doing? Very good, very good. You excited for this? No. We're sitting down in the theater. Eating popcorn. That's Mike. And uh, with us today is Jim Jim Hargrove. That's right. Fan of the show. Welcome, Jim. Yeah, second time uh, guest, third time contributor, I guess. Is yeah, the yeah, yeah. You've been all over the, the Jurassic Park, or Jurassic Pod landscape. Uh, Mike, uh, you made a purchase before we walked into the theater. What is that purchase? Can you describe it for the listeners? It's a movie theater. You come in, you buy popcorn. Although, I will say, today's a special edition popcorn, specific promotion for the Jurassic World premiere. How much did that cost you? How much did that set you back? I don't know. Happiness, just joy. Let's get a little auditory sound here. Mm. Okay. Is it fair to say I'm a little nervous to watch this? You should be nervous. I'm nervous. I think we're all nervous. No, I'm really nervous. I need to know what happens to uh, Maisie. I think I'm... That's your concern. Yeah, we're all concerned about Maisie. I'm curious to know what's going to happen afterwards. Like, I'm, where are they going to leave it? I'm concerned of whether it's going to be good or if it's going to be a big pile of dinosaur feces. Either way, we made it, gentlemen. Let's uh, let's tuck in, and we'll talk to you afterwards. On Hold on to your butts. Gentlemen, we're back from the theater. Are we recording right now? We're recording. We are oh. hot. We're live. Oh my uh, gosh! I, I here's my notes. Um, you you took notes you took in the notes theater. Already? Here's my notes. I have no notes. Oh that. my gosh. This Throw is, it out. This is raw, unfiltered. Uh, this is our quick take, hot take. We just got back from the theater. We saw a 4 p.m. Eastern time showing opening day of Jurassic World Dominion. Of course, I'm here with Mike. Hello. And Jim. Retur- Hello. Returning to the podcast. Good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Um, I will say number one thing that stands out in my mind about it, and and should we do spoiler yeah, free? We, was, to spoiler start? free? No, yeah, like like no okay. spoilers to start. Okay, and okay. then we can go into okay. anything that we have that has spoilers. I like right. that. I like All that right. a lot. Just just and then we'll warn we'll warn the peeps. So we'll warn you guys when we're gonna go. To spoilers. Yeah. So right now, no spoilers. No sp- spoiler. Everyone take. dies at the end. <laughs> 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 no, no, of course not. Um, I would say that the. One spoiler-free thing that stands out to me is I really liked, um, and, and this might be unpopular, but I really appreciate it as a Jurassic Park fan, as a fan of the franchise, how often Colin framed callbacks. It wasn't 
it wasn't callbacks necessarily always in the script. It wasn't callbacks necessarily. Um, they, they were and they were somewhat subtle. If you're a fan of the franchise, you'll recognize some things. I was going to say the same thing. The subtle nods to the, I wouldn't say that necessarily Jurassic World movies, but the first three for sure yes. were great. Yeah, much more subtle than Jurassic World, the first one. I feel yeah. like those yep. were almost nostalgic nods. There was a lot in there that was yeah, more subtle. Some, there was some like prop yeah. callbacks, like everyone knows about the Barbasol can or whatever. But but I this was like really interesting, very subtle, but like the way he framed it and shot it, it was, yeah. Should people go see it? I would. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. I'd see it again. I think we're all uh, going to need to see it again. I'm going to. I don't know. There's a lot in the in theater. There. I don't know if it's. I I will watch it again. Will I pay money to go see it in the theater? Probably not. You definitely it's won't not pay good. for a limited edition bucket of popcorn. That's <laughs> no, for sure. No, uh, which, which we got yeah. ahead of time. Yeah, we did. All right. Anything to say before we tell the listeners to pause and go watch the movie? Um. Worth yeah. a trip to the theater. So I'm, the- I'm glad I saw it in the theater the first time. Yeah. Because it is. It's a big. It's dinosaurs and music it's what the and action. For. It's what the theater's yeah, for. So especially for the audio. The uh, I thought the audio, seeing it in theater, especially for the audio, was really important. Um, and and yeah, the yeah, I I also liked. Um, this isn't spoiler. This isn't a spoiler. But I also uh, I thought I saw a lot of um, practical effects um, that yes. I that I appreciated. Yep. Yes, and we talked about that a little bit. Is they brought kind of the original dinosaur animatronics. team animatronics mm-hmm. back? Yeah, and you really appreciate it in this, and, you, yes. and fans of the original will really appreciate that because they go out of their way to get those animatronic real life dinosaurs in the frame in the movie and really important parts of the movie. Okay, Jim, anything else before we uh, unpeel the spoiler? I don't think so. Layer. You should go. Of onion. It's good. It's worth yeah. it. It's worth yeah. the time. Worth the money for the first first viewing. Do it. Go see this movie. That is our Jurassic Pod stamp of approval. Now, gentlemen, it's time to get spoiled. Yes. Spoilers. What first thing comes to mind? What 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 I want to know. I well, so I'll talk about Maisie a little bit. I actually thought that the way that they wrote Maisie's character was pretty good um it i would have loved for there to be more focus on her i really thought that coming out of fallen kingdom you know i thought that she was the star uh more so than claire and and owen even but i think she was the star of this i think for she, sure she, she, she was and i think you were worried that it was going to be a rescue baby yes. blue who we now know is beta beta uh, and it really wasn't. It was more of a symbolic contrast. Yeah. It was much more about Maisie than we were worried it wasn't going to be about Maisie, that they were going to kind of like... It was a side quest. Bury it, but... Yeah, um, in, in, <laughs> yeah side quest. Uh, Jim, what's your initial takeaways? Anything that stands out? I like the story. Can I say it? As I might be that broad. I yeah. like the fact that the premise was about, ultimately, like the underlying premise was let's destroy the locusts that were going to wipe out the, humanity. Let's talk about the locusts. Like unbelievable. Yes, there was lots of it with, you know, let's save the dinosaurs. Let's save humanity. Let's survive the kind of typical Jurassic park type of action and crazy dinosaurs trying to kill humans. But the underlying theme of it was less of just let's survive and move on. It was 
there was a something good in the end of it that yeah. they were trying to ultimately save all of humanity. Yeah, a, a, quite a bit of redemption for Dr. Wu's character. I I appreciated how B.D. Wong, and I don't know if this was a B.D. Wong decision or if it was a decision from the writing team and Colin, but I appreciated that B.D. Wong's character was meek and yes, broken. broken. And bro- like really just broken down by, you could t- see the regret in his face, in his hair. Um. <laughs> yeah, he had like a, kind of like an, he had like a, a more of an angsty haircut that yeah. helped. Yeah. Um, and yeah, pre- really big shift from the other two. Yes. Yeah. Jurassic World and then Fallen Kingdom where he was both kind of like the menacing shot. Yeah. He, yeah. For sure. I yeah. think, Jim, what you said is exactly my big takeaway. I loved the overall story. Everything that they did to create the impact of the movie, I thought was as good as they possibly could have done it. Yeah. One... The Locust, they, they brought in a complex additional layer to this, not just dinosaurs in the real world. They added ecological th- things that would terrorize by all this interference. I love that they made Biosyn really the new park, quote yeah. unquote. And I love that because it was such a modern feel. I thought Dodgson, the character, was incredible. It was basically take your, your Tim Cook... Your Elon oh my gosh, Musk. Tim Cook vibes were your Elon so Musk. Good. Even even the Biosyn headquarters looked like the app, Apple mm-hmm. spaceship ring. Yes. I mean, it was brilliant because it fits so well with our modern context. And that was on Twitter. I mean, if you were on Twitter, kind of that. I mean, those images, that photography was. You out could there, figure yeah. it out, but I thought they did a great job of of not being tied down with the nostalgia of the parks. It, it's it's a natural evolution. Yeah. Excuse the pun to have. If the dinosaurs are out in the real world, it's a problem. And an, a corporation probably is going to have the power, especially one that we know as menacing history, that would get in there and abuse yeah. abuse that power. Uh, so, But all of that made so much sense. It was really logical. I love that it, that the there was just so much other stuff there that felt real. The, the contrast with the, our society today are, is yeah. so there's there was I feel like there was lines that was like, oh, things are going to hell or like the, our world's kind of decaying and falling apart. It felt really real in the times we live in now, which is funny because this movie was made over COVID. So not that we have to go in too deep on that, but yeah. What else? I was I was worried and that continuing that that thought. And I said this in your little flash thing right before the movie started of i was yeah. i was nervous because is this going to be good or is this going to be as you called it a pile of dinosaur poop because w- w- what what new can you do it, we've done it there's exactly. been five movies what's new and i think the introduction of this locust plague was great it's nothing i saw coming Did nothing not you were i maybe have to watch the previews again to see if there was any illusion if they there's alluded one, to some other type there, of plague or disaster but i thought it was great it was different and refreshing it was, there was one shot in the trailer when the locusts are like swarming but you assume in the trailer that's some sort of dinosaur Birds or yeah. dinosaur or something uh, the locust thing was crazy so what do you think my question was and maybe i didn't catch it why did biosyn create the locusts to begin with i think the underlying motivation was to control food okay and kind of create dependence on biosyn because they were saying the crops that were planted with biosyn seed were not affected by this so i think the underlying goal was to con- be more controlling control more food control. supply yeah. control humanity limit resources 
or test if and I if, think that if the, they could this this yeah. new uh, strain of wheat could withstand plague. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think there was a scene where Dodgson says we wanted control. Yeah, Something like that. Which is the whole theme. It's, it's such a good. It brings it back to the original theme of the entire franchise is human control versus nature, and of course that is through line by the greatest character in cinema there's a image of him on my wall right now dr ian malcolm who i think stole the show comedically for sure he was by far i think i think mike and i were laughing out loud i think three or four times (laughs) yes his his shirt unbuttoning oh my gosh (laughs) i i i I, oh my gosh i was just absolutely dying which is is a reference to in the first one when he obviously has his but like yeah. shirt and bun, sexy Jeff Goldblum. We have him on our website. It was subtle, but like it was so funny. Perfect. I loved the 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 because the first like f- ten fifteen minutes, I was a little concerned. Too. I don't know about you guys, but it was it was the Jurassic World characters. It felt very Jurassic stiff. Worldy, yeah. stiff. There, there was, was a lot stiff. of heart. As soon as the Trinity got in, they built that story. I thought it it it, it really felt a lot better uh, because. I was kind of cautious. I I just love how much Ian Malcolm called out all of Owen's bullshit with with his like connection to dinosaurs. It kind of made me happy because it kind of didn't retcon Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, but it kind of poked holes at like, Mm -hmm. why does Owen care so much about this dinosaur? Yeah. Yeah. Ian Malcolm totally stole the last half hour of that movie. Yes. I think he was kind of almost minor for the good first hour and a half really i mean he had played one role at the beginning to you know get him into the secret lab but then he kind of wasn't doing a whole lot that much and then the last 30 minutes he was just do, do you think they were going to kill him off because i i, I did i thought for sure he was going to get killed off that was going to get smoked by the a tail or crunched uh, yeah, especially because he, he has that hero moment calling yep. back to the flare yeah and maybe that's that's a great directorial kind of bait and switch with the audience because the audience knows Oh, they're doing a callback, but they're like they're gonna kill him, right? And they, and they didn't, which was surprising. Like they didn't kill anybody. No, and I'm yeah. I'll be honest, I'm kind of disappointed. That was the one thing when I stood away. I felt like there was gonna be another. Actually, at the end of it, I thought there would be another. Yeah, like kind of they action sequence building up to Ian Malcolm dying. And at first, I was like, oh, that kind of stinks. But I'm like, no, that fits. Yeah. Like, what are the chances these people survive? The worst possible environment scenario again, again, and yeah, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed nobody died. I started working through the characters though and tried to decide, you know, who who do you kill? Who do you kill I mean, off? I think Ian Malcolm was is was the most obvious. Yeah, he his, but it was good that they didn't because especially because I don't think Goldblum would want to sign up for any more movies. So it's almost like. Like get him out of the universe so that there's no if you ever make another movie in the future. Um, there's no question that like, oh, there is no bringing Goldblum back because he's dead. Yeah, and yeah. People, wouldn't, the, people wouldn't watch the movie without him and be like, why? Where is he? Yeah, and, you, and he's the expendable one. You can't kill Alan Grant or Ali Sadler. They're the the experts, the blooming love interest. That yes. You what, you, what did you guys? You think? can't kill Owen and and I wanted, uh, what's I wanted face because they're the main back. characters. I wanted a little booty graze. <laughs> yes, which we to close about. out the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. franchise and the close, close out a little booty graze. I, I love their story. Uh, Doctor Sadler had she had a lot of great lines. Like she was the wise counsel throughout it. Her and Claire had some good interaction. They did a great job inter- having all the legacy and new characters inter- interact. 
I like that Dr. Sadler and Dr. Grant found Maisie. Yeah. I thought that was a, a kind of a cool combination. Uh, and it was great that they finally got Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler together. together. I was, I thought maybe her husband, Mark, who is, it's just, he's referenced, so he's yeah. back, uh, not in, in physical form, but he was referenced. I thought maybe they would have killed off Mark, but maybe not. Uh, but obviously they got divorced. Yeah, he basically got killed off. Uh, <laughs> so we knew that Navy wasn't going to be coming in to save the right. day, unfortunately. Right. Uh, At least in that form. And in, in that form. Um, let's talk about the new characters. Well, hold on. I have. Okay. I, I, I want to talk about one other thing before we talk about new characters. So, so again, there is no script. There. Yes. So right. this there is wrong. No this yep. is a hot take. So Jim. Uh, brought to our attention back when we were doing the rewatch podcast about a fan theory surrounding Owen Grady. Yeah, it's my favorite fan theory of the whole franchise. And I think that this movie put that to bed because you think they had an interaction and um, Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong theory. And Owen Grady said to Dr. Grant, Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, hey, like I read your book where I, if I thought that they were going to play into that theory, he would have said something like, you know, we've actually met once before. I would have loved But that. maybe not had any details surrounding it and just had it been like as they're panning away, <laughs> they just, you hear this conversation, he's like, we've actually met once before or whatever. So that's the, that I, I think we can safely say Owen Grady is not the kid who was at the dig site that Alan Grant scared yes. with the raptor. No, club. that when, now that you say that, I'm kind of disappointed because I remember seeing people were bringing that up on Twitter when Jurassic World came out and Chris Pratt was like, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but it would be cool. And I yeah. kind of wish that had carried yeah, through because I think, I that would have been fun. I think that was like us with having Kelly Curtis come back. Yeah. It, it, when I when I was watching uh, DeWanda Wise's character, it was like, oh, this is good. And I loved her character. I thought it was actually really important to have a character in there that had action skills. What a like, badass. She, she awesome. looked yeah. amazing. When her and Chris, Pr- Chris Pat Pratt were like standing next to each other, I mean that those are two really good looking people, but she had some pretty good hero shots, and I think it was really important to have someone in there that was you had her being kind of the extra muscle, and then you had the the other new character, the inside man, yeah, at Biosyn. I thought he was really great was too. Too, yeah. I was worried because there was a really big plot hole when they're going on the tour, and he's like, "Okay, you guys can probably like see yourselves yeah. like hang out." I hated that moment I when they first so said it. I'm angry. like, "This is so cringy. I, I was like, this is so terrible. stupid." But then they fixed it. So yeah. the, the movie did a good job kind of having that twist and it, it got and me. I, I also appreciated me. that that wasn't like, um, like, uh, how do we want to say it? Like that, that Ramsey was the character's name. Ramsey. Yes. Yes. They, that once he put them on the hyperloop, it, it didn't turn out that he was like working. Actually a bad guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I actually appreciated that as well. I, yeah, I thought maybe he was, you, I didn't really know. I, I thought yeah. maybe he would be more medicine or a lot of times I feel like in Jurassic like in the first Jurassic Park, there's not necessarily some. There's I've, there's not a lot of characters that are straight menacing. It's it kind of leaves you unknown. Obviously, right. um, Nedry's e- kind of evil, but everyone else is kind of in that middle ground. Yeah, some poetic justice to how Dodgson dies. Yes, uh, with the barber cell can coming out, that yep. was a nice nod. And the nods, uh, yeah. I loved all the nods. Yeah, yeah. And then the Dilaphosaurus. The Dilaphosaurus has had two big scenes. Yeah. Uh, they came at Claire and then I think that's how you say. The yeah. And then they sorry. killed Dodgson, three of them, which was, yeah. which was, what really are the cool. other nods you guys remember? I'm Ian Malcolm under the, up, 
upturned Jeep. Yep. Climbing yeah. under there. Yeah. That's a good nod. My f- well, uh, one thing about the Jeeps, were those Jeeps or were those... Um, those are Jeeps. Revolent, uh, what's the electric car company? Rivian. In Detroit? Rivian. Were those Rivians? No, uh, they're probably Jeeps. I'd be shocked if Jeep let this they, opportunity. Well, when they Rivian's showed, when they showed the key fob, it was a Jeep key fob. Okay, okay. You could I, tell because anyways. Jeep's key fobs look like get old gas cans. Oh, okay. I just recognize them. Were they were they electric? They looked electric. I, I don't think so. Uh, I've never seen those Jeeps on the road before. Well, they, not those because they're they're like custom made for like the valley. I feel oh. like. Well, I thought maybe Biosyn is a real company. Um, anyway, sorry, I guess off track. My You're... favorite callback. Callbacks. And nonce. actually, I think it has to go down as the greatest innovation that's occurred in this universe, like over the over the 30 years that this universe spans. Greatest innovation that we figured out how to unbuckle ourselves from a parachute while hanging in a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That one's for Daniel Stefan yes, from Daniel, Stuck on Sora, yeah, who yes, almost exactly. joined us today. He's watching it right now right as we now, speak. Yeah, uh, so yeah. hopefully he's enjoying. Hopefully it. he's enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, we didn't. We didn't have to have the theory of how Claire died, uh, right? But uh, she got out of her parachute. Yeah. I love that parachute shot. I don't know how they did that when she launches, and it was kind of a first-person camera shot. I thought that was a really nice cinematic thing that I hadn't seen in movies before. She did a great job. What do you yeah. guys think about Claire? I, I know Claire's been criticized on this on this program in the past. Mike is very I thought, I thought she, her feeling the motherly connection to Maisie, I thought was really strong. It gave her a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. I think they there was a couple lines. They didn't go into too much, but her feelings of guilt, which I don't think they did a good job in Fallen Kingdom talking about. And I was like, yeah, that that's her whole motivation. But I feel like in Fallen Kingdom, they didn't even talk about her her guilt. It was more of her anger. So it was cool to have that. And then obviously pairing her with Dr. Sadler. And it, it was, it was a lot of fun to see those two women. Yeah. Also have amazing screams when they're both screaming together. It sounds like a chorus of angels, which is amazing. I thought it was kind of a redemption for Claire. She was kind of annoying in the first yeah. two. Like yeah. Needy, whiny, know-it-all. Yeah, I thought she was good in this one. She defended herself a couple times. Yeah, she's good. And uh, I think that Colin <clears throat> did a really good job, whether it was Colin that wrote it in or it was the, you know, whoever wrote the story, the screenplay. I know Colin. And the, the new the writer. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. Yes. But yeah. Um, she, um, Claire, uh, and also Ellie, for that matter, I thought that they, they brought the theme of like women empowerment, women like as action heroes back into this movie where that was kind of missing um going back to say after the lost world yes um yeah i'd say the third movie jurassic world and fallen kingdom really didn't have that and the strongest female character in all those movies was Maisie. so yes um, yes yeah i think that um i felt better about claire if this was like my only if i put claire in a vacuum i thought that this was a a good representation of her i thought Bryce Dallas Howard did a decent job and I've been really critical of her um, or her performance or the character. I was at the very beginning of the movie uh, really upset with that because all of a sudden Claire is breaking and entering and like going rogue and taking dinosaurs. And I'm just like, so she has progressed. She is like progressed. She's Absolutely not at all from. Oh, from, from, from Fallen Kingdom. Yes, yeah. From Fallen Kingdom and has no moral compass or her moral compass is maybe 
like very radical let's say i did like that though <clears throat> i wanted like a big game hunter scene that never that was referenced to reference poachers i we didn't really fully get it but i also liked the connection with the agriculture how it's like a it's a i don't know a black market farm yeah. for dinosaurs which makes more sense with the locust thing with the farming with the food all that connection but i really like that seeing that side of that kind of dark side of what that would look like. Um, we did have Zia Rodriguez come back and then, um, the guy who played Franklin, I don't remember. I uh, got, uh, Franklin came back kind of more cameos. They kind of helped set up yeah. the start, which I thought was good. I, that was nice that they got a nod really sad. We didn't see Crothers. Um, oh, uh, Jake Johnson's Jake character. Johnson's character yeah. Really, really bummed. We did not see, we saw a screenshot saw a of picture him. of him. Oh. We did, I'm sorry. Where? And they were flipping through, like oh, we like, have our assets. Yeah, we took CIA. our assets, and then they ended up showing Barry, and then, and then they turned. It oh, yeah, yeah. I liked he Barry. Was Barry was great. Too. Omar, Omar Sy. Yeah. It's it's it it it's funny because he's become such a big star now. I think since Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and he also looks quite a bit different because of Lupin, and yeah. uh, so he had a little bit more swagger. I feel like they gave him a little bit more of that intensity. But it was nice to have him come in there. It really did feel like a James Bond movie. I mean. There was sequence well, ever sequence. They shot. They had one of the locations they shot in was the same location. Morocco. That they shot, they yeah. Shot the most recent James Bond. No in, time so. to die with the motorcycle jump. What What did you think of those? I felt like there was action sequence after action sequence. Like they were there was bigger ones and then there was tighter ones. As far as action, it felt like just a nonstop fun, which I loved. Yeah, I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, I I thought that. Um, I guess I have questions over like the setting like in, in the dolomite mountains in italy or whatever but as far as the action sequences um i appreciated that we had a lot of uh tight space scenes like yes. in the in the offices and things like that and then also the jungle scenes and um yeah i thought that that was it was it was fun it was yeah very fun it it kind of reminded me of the 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 pace of the movie was rem reminiscent of Jurassic Park three, but the but, yes, but with much longer runtime, of course. Uh, yeah, it really did actually. That's I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of JP three DNA. <laughs> sorry, uh, in this movie because of kind of that fast paced action, like you're moving from thing to thing to thing to thing. Yep, we got we have airplane action, uh, just a lot of a lot of fun stuff. I. Yeah, it was like globetrotting. It just really felt like, uh, but I, I loved everything at Biosyn. I thought that was really nice. I think one thing that stood out for me is the um, long nailed dinosaur. Yeah, that I can't. I don't know the name of that. Yeah. I'm not gonna even even if they mentioned the bejesus out of that. Yeah, what a, what a combo Holy move. Uh, I'm, you know, it, listeners, if you know me, I'm very very connected to the original T Rex, the old girl as we call her. Yeah. Uh, I was worried about her. She had her first. The first time we saw her, she got she got beat. Well, she got like kind of domineered yeah. with the deer. Yeah. But then she oh, backed yeah. off, and then they fight at the end, uh, which we know she's she's fought hard. She's had to fight a lot of different types of animals. Yeah. Uh, or dinosaurs, but can I say she's teamwork? The T Rex has now become like an overrated NBA player who needs a star to decide to win anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> any yeah, of the last two, like Jurassic like World and this, I'm trying to remember if there was anything in Fallen Kingdom, but. You needed blue and Jurassic World. That's true. You're you right. This yeah. crazy long nail you know one and this one, like 
Hey, wow. it's just True. the modern game. Old. You know, when when, when the modern game, it, when they're creating, three together. Yeah, well, you're you creating know, these she's animals. Playing, she, you know, <laughs> the thing is with the old girl, when she came in the league, it was a different era. It was a different era. It was a and, much and now different. and now that was the Cretaceous period. Yeah, much now more physical got... <laughs> era. It was a much more physical era. Uh, now it's all about offense. It's all about bigger, better. And yeah. you know, you need a little support now to get yeah. in that well, comma move. You need that length and athleticism and, and speed preferably arms Raptors. Well. Get speed in there. Well, you need to be a good pass and distributor yeah and she did a great job distributing. she did she sure Distri- did she just dis- <laughs> the final passed, kill yes. hey make that final that last pass um, i have a, i actually have an issue uh with something um that i that i feel like we could talk about so we understand blue um a little bit because of her uh character in the first two films and how uh protective and also aggressive she is obviously very intelligent I am kind of disappointed that she made no attempt to kind of like hunt for her. I'm thrilled that Blue was not in this movie. Well, no, and I'm fine with that. I, but I, I was worried that they were like Blue was going to show up and like Blue went across the across ocean. The globe like, to find, his, find her. Yeah, yeah I think that was a smart move because I don't, we didn't, but there was need just that. no, there we was no um, defending. I, like was there any scene i don't remember any scene where blue defended or, or hunted or even, oh, when even the poachers in that come. In, in, yes exactly that would have been kind of fun to see blue kill off a couple of those poachers just and just yeah, to fight for nice. her child yeah. um and, and i guess yeah, those poachers just... got away way too easily yeah yeah that was a little little lackluster considering the other ones were chasing owen down in a motorcycle yeah probably would have put up a better fight yeah so interesting we didn't really we we mentioned Maisie. let's talk about Maisie. i thought they did a great job uh kind of not retconning but kind of making the whole fallen kingdom Mm -hmm. stuff with what's his face irrelevant and i like how they focused the whole twist is Maisie wasn't just created in a lab she was actually born yeah. And her mother was the scientist who did that. I I mean, it's a stretch again. It's part of that like unknown history of the parks that we don't know about and this partnership that Hammond had. But I thought they did a really nice job. Yeah. Giving us an emotional connection, but not like getting too weird. I don't know. I yeah. liked it. I liked How it. How does that play into us knowing that knowing i put in quote air quotes because maybe we don't know that anymore that she was a clone how does that affect i think it affects that? the character of Maisie, which i think but, was really important but i mean but i mean actually like that not character artistically but scientifically. scientifically in the movie yeah like is she just not a clone like we've just we're done with that like it was a mistake she's not a clone. she's not she's she was a born well but, but she's genetically identical i guess to her mom except that one Gene that so she's not a technically so she's not technically a she's technically like a, she's like a twin she's so she different. was she um, she was an embryo a fetus in her mom's womb which means that she would have i'm guessing insemin- insemination uh-huh. of some kind so there was a who's, father, who's the father? As well. yeah who's the father that's what i mean that's what <laughs> Reverend Murray. that's what i'm that's i'm trying to understand because it made more sense but that, do you need that no i don't How do they fertilize the dinosaur to create dinosaurs they just create so yeah, she, but, so she probably has some. Does she have like lizard in her DNA? But that, but see, that's that's what I'm trying to figure. Like out. the same DNA. But if that you Blue have has. the full genomic sequence from her, though, you're drawing actual blood. You're not. Why can't we well, do that? I don't know. Today, you guys are. Know. You guys. This is way beyond my uh, expertise. 
I I, I liked it. I really liked it. It it got that her grandfather character kind of like forgotten. Um, yeah, he was, that was kind of because that was my least favorite thing. I love I and I it was nice because Maisie. I felt like Maisie had a really nice character arc within mm-hmm. this movie. She started out it was great teenage angst trapped, feeling feeling like you're a experiment and you're not a real person which is perfect for a teenage i could have watched that sitcom i could have watched five seasons of that sitcom the four years that we that we missed Mm -hmm. i could have watched uh uh, abc sitcom of that wow were you guys annoyed when she said no to dr Wu, and she tried to escape i was kind of annoyed i was like that's selfish he's coming to you saying you can save the world i made a mistake these locusts are going to destroy all of humanity I basically just saying, I need a blood sample. You know, she says no and tries to escape. I'm like, that's kind of selfish. Hmm. I think she just was scared. I understand you but, don't want to be a human experiment, but, but like, but you, you she, can she redeemed humanity. it. She redeemed she did. it. She did. At the yeah. end, which At was first, nice. I was like, wow, you're, wow. you're but like, you're, but Jim, like you're a bringing villainous up a good choice point, though, here. Because what changed in Macy between the point that she decided to break Beta out and go on this like I run? Think the realization of her who her mom was because mm. i think she learned it through dr Wu, but then ellie sattler really like drove it home when they yeah. talked on oh Hyper yeah Loop. i i didn't and like I think that that was the that was transformation nice. there where she realized i am more than just an experiment Experience. i wonder if yeah like ellie's ellie's it was about my, her testimony mom. about yeah, her mom's mom legacy yeah. added legitimacy to what Wu was telling her it could have been mm-hmm. that she just didn't trust Wu, which she would have been perfectly yeah, which, yeah you were just been perfectly kidnapped. reasonable for her totally she made that. she probably I, I feel like it's reasonable for us to say that she would have known Wu, right? Or did he yeah, not did you he could hear, her you, at all? You could hear her, uh, Maisie's mom's, or you could hear Wu's voice in the background of Maisie's mom's right, video. But but, um, but did Maisie know Wu? Because did, didn't Wu work in the basement of Lockwood's estate? Yeah, but she didn't know. She was trapped in that estate as well. Yeah. yeah, that was a secret that Wu was there, right? Yeah, I That's think so. Hush-hush. I think so. Okay, maybe. I, okay, but either way, right? She has no reason to trust these people. Um, so yeah, Ellie's testimony about her mom. That was nice. I mean, it's you could say it's a stretch, but I think the cool thing is because this is a movie about scientists and doctors in a specific field. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like you would like it was a great way to be like, oh, yeah, she came to my university and I met mm-hmm. her. I didn't know her that long. It's like it's a small community. So you would know yeah. just like Owen knew who Dr. Grant was and right. things like that. Yeah, I just th- to go back to what Jim said, the story, they, there's so many ways they could have done it. We've seen in franchises where you get to a third movie, or you get to a sequel, legacy sequel, whatever it is. And it's so choppy. We saw that with Fallen Kingdom. It was a pretty choppy movie plot-wise. I felt like this really wrapped it up so nicely, and they did a great job taking time in the story, but also making it a fun a- action movie, but not overcomplicating it. And really, but just it just felt like a really well thought out movie, and they really took their time in, in doing doing justice to the entire franchise, and really making I think one of the best like conversational thought pieces nah it's an action movie but but the 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 conversations that maybe that they were having as characters but also the way you were thinking about it how it was symbolic of our current society today and the earth today was the best that they've done since the original in my opinion yeah it was bigger than just dinosaurs it was and that's i think was what stood out to me the most that was really cool because it shows that you could have dinosaurs living among us but it's the bigger 
thing of the earth. And I liked how the locusts were very present throughout the movie. It was one thing to show them swarm the farms at the beginning. And that's like, you know what's happening in the U.S. So you see that video where it moves continents. But then they go and they steal a sample and they get swarmed by locusts. And then Claire and Ellie are trying to turn the power back on. There's dead locusts everywhere. There's locusts that escape and are falling that set the fire. There's locusts everywhere. So even when the movie starts to feel like a survival story of like, we just need to get out of here, like all the other movies have kind of turned into, they still introduce the locusts periodically to remind you of, hey, this is not about dinosaurs versus humans. This is the locusts are the problem here. The locusts are like the true antagonists of this whole story rather than just introducing at the beginning and kind of like leaving oh, it this out. This is a problem that's happening they were, out they there. They were ever present. Which brings it back to the mosquito, which was the instigator of all this. Mm-hmm. So the insects are really the the, the bookends of yeah. of this entire franchise, which is kind of, I just it came to, that just came to me. Yeah. Plus there's nothing creepier than large sized locusts. Yeah. Now, now that I know. They're huge. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that in cinema before. You've seen like locusts and stuff, and but not like in, in the, that kind of swarm thing, but not big locusts that you're trying to like not step on. Locusts. Yeah. Gosh, those things are nasty. They were. Uh, it's a it's another horror element in in the franchise that I hadn't seen before that I really really liked. Yeah, and I liked every, every now and then they'd say, "No one told me there'd be bugs." Yeah, of course. I think, it's yeah, a Cla- bug. Claire what, said know? that. It's so good. It's just a little in joke in the movie. Um, another thing I loved, of course, the idea that. Ian Malcolm is the speaker lecturer in residence yes. at Biosyn and he's making money and he I think he mentions he's got five kids, he's gotta get paid. And I love how he's he's lecturing in all these young, basically Google Apple employees yes. that are just fawning over him and he's signing books. It just was perfect. That's exactly what I would have wanted for Ian Malcolm to be in that situation. But it's also cool that whole interaction when when uh Dr. Sadler, Dr. Grant come. And it's the these the Trinity. It's the the interplay where Doctor Grant's like, oh, "What's going on?" Ian's kind of being flirty with with Doctor Sadler. They're kind of doing this song and dance thing, and and Doctor Grant doesn't really know what's going on. And then they're getting coffee. It makes noise, and then you're like, "Oh, Ian Ian Malcolm's really he's in he's in on it." Mm-hmm. He knows. How did you guys think the union between old and new characters was? Like the reunion there, then when they got together, I was worried seeing in the previews that it was gonna be very forced. There's gonna be yeah. something obnoxious about it. I thought it felt okay. Yeah, I, I think it was nice that there was. I liked how they, the, like I said earlier, that Maisie was with Doctor Sadler and Doctor Gray. I like the the mix up and having it all on one base, and it makes sense because they're both on a mission, Claire and Owen, to get Maisie. And Dr. Siler and Dr. Grant to like figure out what's happening. And I thought it was a great way to bring them together because a lot of times they can get really clunky. And of course they like flipped the Jeep and that's how they found them. But mm-hmm. other than that, I thought it was pretty smooth. I thought that dynamics of all the characters was really nice. It wasn't, and there was a lot of characters like that's, I, they could barely fit behind the Jeep. That's how many characters there was. And I thought they did a really good job. It's hard when you have an ensemble cast like that to, to, to unite them and, and I, even just like, like uh, Owen, like when they're fighting and kind of escaping the big bat, new big bad, like uh, Grant grabs Doctor Sadler, and it's just nice little interactions. And especially when they were fighting, I was like, I guess these people have all experienced the trauma of fighting dinosaurs, so they're actually the most qualified people to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Even though they're scientists. Yeah, speaking of that ensemble cast, I thought they all had their time in the in the sun, so to speak. It, yeah, there's a big cast 
of yeah. main characters. But I never felt that any of them were like lesser. I think Ian Malcolm, like I said, kind of maybe went away a little bit in the middle and then came back. But everyone else, I thought really, it felt pretty equal. Yeah, they did a good job of maintaining the pace of each plot line. Um, it's actually something I've noticed uh, a lot or was has been done really well in, a, in Stranger Things that just came out too. I, I've um, only seen two episodes, so. Okay, well. It, the, yeah, yeah, that's a great example. Stranger Things, huge, huge cast. Huge cast. And the, I, I thought that in this most recent season, the first volume, no spoilers, but just that uh, there's a lot going on in different places and they've done a really good job of keeping the pacing of each plot line moving forward. Um, and I thought that the same was true with Dominion. I thought that the director really did a good job of organizing uh, the plot lines, organizing the story in such a way that not too much happened in what you were watching um, without understanding what was going on, you know, two miles away. And they were all brought together at the end. Uh, we have to bring up a point in the movie that uh, Mike and I were laughing at each other when they, speaking of the ensemble cast, so they all get together, they're at Biosyn, and then they need to get out. So then they like pair up. So Owen, Dr. Grant, Go, and Maisie have to go find um, Omega or what was Beta? Beta, sorry. Beta. <laughs> Got my fraternities mixed letters. up. Uh, uh, and uh, so that they had that team. Then they had Claire and Dr. Sadler with the creepy grasshoppers. Really good kind of action sneak sequences that we... Another mm, homage to the original. To the original. Let's very much an homage. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even a better homage is Dr. Ian Malcolm with the frequencies yes. uh, on the radio. On the right Trying frequency. to explain. Uh, it was... It was he didn't say frequency, but it's the it's the spirit of the frequency right. yeah. of him overcomplicating it, and Doctor Sadler just getting so frustrated. I would have liked That's him three to down. Say, it's four up. It's the yes. same thing. I actually was thinking about this, and I was <laughs> I would have loved for him to say instead of I forget who tossed the was it Ellie Sattler that taught no, no 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 it was Claire some whoever tossed a walkie talkie maybe it was Owen tossed walkie talkie and said we're on channel, channel five. 5 or whatever oh. I would have loved for Ian to be like what channel are we on what's the frequency <laughs> what's the oh man it, but it was nice it was like these subtle it wasn't too obvious I felt like in Jurassic World it was so obvious the homages and we've seen this with other franchises when you do legacy sequels and reboots it's like it's so obvious what they're saying but these little it's more of these spiritual homages and and hints that little nuances they're not Alan Grant, oh they always come in from the sides like, yeah yeah you haven't yeah. seen the others it doesn't that line doesn't mean anything yeah but if you've seen it it's perfect i like the hat i when he's uh -huh. trying to grab his <laughs> sadler's like forget the hat <laughs> Alan Grant right, jumps in. Right. i love them there in the caves too that was yeah, the amber mines so that was a that was an amber mine where they were that's probably why they were there the, in the first place right that's Biosyn. a good question um, that must have been kind of part, the part of it that. they were why they were there, right? Could be. Could be. They, Could were, be. they were trying to basically. Yeah, do the because same they research. said when they first fly in, they're like, we bought this land for the amber mines. And then we realized okay. or something like that. I, and we realized it'd be a good sanctuary. So they okay. did allude to the fact that okay. this land was purchased. I don't know how many. I missed before, that. But. Cause I, I, but I'm glad you caught that. Cause I, I assume that's why they, they were there. Cause I was like, amber mines. I, so I must have missed that. I must have been staring at interesting. DeWanda Wise's. One thing I thought was biceps biceps uh, <laughs> an interesting piece of technology that we saw in, um, in the movie was the Hyperloop, which is, um, yeah, which is perfect. It's an Elon Musk so invention good. Um, that I think the patent has been opened up on. But they, um, yeah, I, 
Uh, I know the Hyperloop is something that I think LA, the city of Los Angeles, actually has a contract out to build a Hyperloop it's system. It's just a great nod. Even when Dachin, when the, you first meet him, he's super quirky and weird. Which that is first scene was awesome. Perfect. Yes. Super Absolute, aloof and just like yeah, just short f- and all over the place. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, it was just so good. Even the can- like the, the quote-unquote campus looked like an, an yeah. Apple building. It was just... just perfect and i really like that i like that first scene more with him after seeing the second scene with him where the second scene you see him talking to somebody and he's like straight as an arrow yeah no all all business you realize that when he was talking to grant and sadler it was totally a show it was a show totally just his gimmicks you can tell that this guy is not up he's a bad guy he's a bad guy he's playing a game he's screwing around with them yep and he's been there since the beginning with Dennis Nedry, with the Barbasol can, it's just incredible. The more I think about it, it's just so How did forceful. he get the Barbasol can? I think they're, you know what, Mike? I think in Camp Cretaceous, they probably explain it. Oh, shoot, you're right. <laughs> dang it. Got him. Oh, dang it. You know, my nephew's starting to watch that, so uh, we might have to bring him in as a correspondent. He's six years the, old. Uh, who is the um, Ke- uh, Keegan? Sorry, Keegan. Man. Sorry, Keegan. Uh, gentlemen, uh, we've talked for a long time. Um, this was supposed to be a quick take, hot take episode, and it's a long take, but it's it's still hot takes. Uh, let's get close to wrapping up here. Um, I feel like we've hit a lot of things. Overall thoughts? Uh, how do you feel now that we've talked Should about Should we do grades? Debate? Should we grade it? Yeah, I uh, we I know we did our rankings episode. But... Oh yeah, don't but but don't rank this against okay. Don't anything so, else. Just so what is our grading scale? Just give it a school grade an A like a A B okay. C. You can use pluses minuses. But Jim, actually, Jim, when you write, so Jim, we have never mentioned this on the podcast. Jim is a uh, is a hobby. You write movie reviews. Wow, that was like a hobby from like six years ago. I did about four and then called it. Do, so you don't do it anymore? No. Letterboxd uh-huh. is a great app. So you don't write I had a whole, anymore? No, no, I had a whole page. I set up a whole blog page on one of those websites. I did like four or five. I was, it was pretty, it was good. And then okay. You got to get you so back. When you, I know. When you I enjoyed reviews, it. I do like writing. When you wrote reviews, did you have like a grading system? Um, I have to go back and look. I don't think so. I okay. think it was more of just, I think it was just your typical like yeah. out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, we could just give it. This good old school how, grades. How about we do uh, claw marks one to five? Weren't you guys going to do like dinosaur eggs at one point? I don't no. like how many. Di- we did talk about dinosaur it. eggs. So out of ten like dinosaur that. eggs, uh, what, what, what do you think? Uh, what would you rate this? I think I would give it initial, like just initial. I probably give it like a a six. Wow. Out of out of 10 out of 10 is that a wow high or a wow low that seems pretty low to me i mean what's the i, I need, don't want to be some context i need some context well i just i, I is, mean is dress park a 10 i don't know that it's a 10 but it's probably an eight or a nine okay so you okay i just want to make sure you have a that makes sense in in, in yeah. the scale because mine would dress park is a 10 if for context okay so i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this uh seven and a half eggs wow maybe eight that's pretty, wow what you're saying so jurassic park is it's 10. 10 you're We're, calling this an and eight? what's a what's what's the lost world 
Because uh, you have you, you're on the record as saying is you think The Lost World's a better movie than Jurassic Park. No, no, I know I, that was that was a bit. Um, <laughs> I would say eight as well. I would say this is right up. This is tied for for. You think Lost this is World. tied? I think because it was such Ooh. a difficult. Was, Not giving you that one. It's such a difficult thing to pull off. I thought they did such a good job. They could have gone. We haven't even really talked about all the stupid issues with it. All right, talk about them. Well, where where are all these dinosaurs coming from? Yeah, there's a lot. There was not a lot of dinosaurs that escaped from that mansion. There are a ton of dinosaurs. Also, on top of that, but okay, okay, and all over the world. Even if I accept that they are reproducing. How are we getting new species that are reproducing? Species that we never saw. On they the were islands. on different islands. They they pulled. never saw them. We went to both islands multiple times. You didn't see them, Mike. We didn't see them as viewers, but they could have been there. And if awful, also, if the root of it is the escape from the mansion, didn't see them in the mansion. Yeah. What, they go and pull some off the island? They did. Say, they mentioned that. There you did, go. They did go. mention that. They said that we pulled this from... Well, it to go to the new, sanctuary, but not to be released into oh, the world. The Where's the Indoraptor? It's dead. It's dead. Is it? It got stabbed, yeah, stabbed on the spire of the mansion. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the one thing they did not address is how the dinosaurs are surviving in the snow because we got a lot yes! of dinosaurs. Yep. I, they, that's I a huge problem. That's there. what. I, that's my issue with the setting is is all this foliage. I don't, care. I don't give a rat's and also ass about what that. the heck is an ADS system? Oh, how God. do you? How the frick does don't that think work? About it. The best don't way. Think the best way to explain flying dinosaurs and to take them out of the picture. It's <laughs> like. Unbelievable that they like the some of the liberties that they took with this. There's no hey, way it's an you know eight. what? The most annoying person is in the world in pop culture is someone who says, In Lord of the Rings, why didn't the Eagles just come and save them every single time? That's true. Well, that, that's nothing wrong with that, but that, but that, there's actual like good reasoning for why they didn't. That's true, there is. That's what I'm saying. But sometimes you need to just enjoy it and suspend your but, disbelief. But I, I did for enjoy the movie. movie talking about genetically modified dinosaurs. I think we can give the ADS system a little bit of grace. Shannon yeah, yeah, said yeah, that we to can, me. We, we were can. watching Stranger Things and I said something about the movie. I'm like, uh, I said something like, I can't, that, that doesn't make any sense. She goes, you're right. That's the most unbelievable part of this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or this show. <laughs> well, yeah, the ADS... I think it was worth it because you had that kind of traumatic attack. Um, I think I'm surprised they didn't address the snow because I think that was such a big thing with the trailer that we even talked about. Like, oh, I'm assuming. But I guess it's like it's like the force in Star Wars. It's the DNA. (laughs) It's the DNA. We don't know. what's Also, yes. I'm sick of Raptor Force. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where you just hold out your hand and that's enough. Yeah. Well, I actually I saw an interview. It's it's uh, Chris Pratt explains it. You have to have like that whole idea is that you're they're seeing only one of your eyes and it's the position oh. of how they see. So you're domineering. I love that shot where they're all doing it and they they triangulate. They triangulate. They triangulate. Sure that was that. such a cool scene. That was good. Weird thought I had, and then I can share my rating too. Okay. Weird thought I had about Chris Pratt. Yes. So I'd be so when was this shot? And re- uh, and this re- was shot in relation to the other Avengers and or Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, this was after the, the, the this was not, not during. He didn't start one in the middle. OK, the reason I ask the last scene. Oh, he his... looked tremendously buff and I he did. And he did not feel that buff the rest of the movie. And I'd be curious. It's kind of like in he uh, did a reshoot or something. 
or or if he started training in the middle of it they, of that, shooting that, that to train could, for Guardians. Yeah, of the I guess when he didn't have his layers on, he seemed super buff in that last pretty, scene. Uh, and if that's one of the last huh. scenes they shot, which could be, could not be. He seemed it might have just been the shirt, but he seemed really strong. Yeah, and I wonder if he upped his training regimen for the new Thor movie. That or like, Guardians of the Galaxy, or is three. that Amazon show that he's doing, or the anything, yeah, anything that he's, he's doing. He's really working out buff. for everything he's yeah. doing. He's not, uh, he's not Andy Dwyer anymore. Let's just say. That. I want to. So, so Jim, I want so to close the podcast. I want Jim's rating, and okay. then I want us all to say uh, what our favorite trailer was. <laughs> oh God! So we have quite, for context, quite listeners, we had. What did you, did you time it? <laughs> it was twenty five. Twenty five minutes of trailers. Minutes of trailers. Yep. Now, the the interesting thing. This is a little inside baseball, but in our town of Holland, Michigan, we have our independent theater downtown and then we saw this at amc which is like more in the shopping district the independent theater they start their movie at the time that it says on the ticket like it starts at at four four. o'clock it is running like i missed the first 10 15 seconds of the batman i missed 10 seconds of top gun Gun. you missed tom cruise doing the intro which was yeah that set up the whole movie um so but we had that much trailer time um it, it was, was a very solid solid 20 minutes of movie trailers and then five minutes of advertisements for amc i'm sitting in amc you, you don't, don't need, need to advertise me. amc you don't need to me. Me. Here. You got i'm already me. here you got me you got me nicole we don't yeah, need nicole, nicole you do not need to tell me how great this movie experience is going to be <laughs> if you were to shut up i'd experience it a little bit faster <laughs> my ass is in the seat nicole uh, anyways uh Okay, so give us your your eggs right, uh, so out of ten eggs. Eight is far too high, especially if you're considering it to match the Lost World. I think that's criminal. I think six is slightly low. I'm gonna go a little higher, six and a half. Okay, I thought okay. it was good. I was six I and was, a, six and I, a hatched egg. I yeah, six and a hatched egg. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was good. I think some of the cringier moments. I didn't like the first 20, 25 minutes. I thought it was very stiff. That kind of hurt. Uh, there were some cringy moments, some screams that I was like, oh, come on, Mike, you're trying too hard. And other things, and just. I don't know. It was good, not great. I can't say lower yeah. than a six. Do you think they could have done... Because it wasn't a bad movie. Here's my question. Could have, they have done any any better with what the entire franchise but has that's not what you. That's not, that's not I mean, how we grade things. I mean, I'm not asking about the grade. I'm just asking you, like, you, like, that's how I feel. I don't know if they could have done a better job with, with what was set up. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I like the overall story. I think there were scenes that were just... They were trying a little too hard. Like the yeah. scene where Owen was getting away on the motorcycle with two raptors chasing him. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that he would have died in the first five five seconds. Yep. Yeah, they're they're again. And he's like swooping and diving. Yeah, and going the upstairs action hero like, stuff. Oh, also, like going onto the plane, guns all of like, a sudden, geez. but then never again after that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They had the guns. I I really liked. We didn't even mention the the like black market dinosaur bazaar. I love that mm-hmm. whole thing. Or the fact that like like they have like this like. Um, this human like they all feel like like we can't hurt these dinosaurs but like here's owen like stabbing a dinosaur in the face like eight times <laughs> yeah that's always one of the challenges and what but here's the deal that's why ian malcolm is such the best character because the whole time he's like this is bullshit like they're dinosaurs like they want to kill us like yeah like why do you have a dinosaur on your back? Like you are so stupid. So I can. Yeah, I had a dog once. Yeah, it me so hard. I had a callus on my shin. <laughs> that which goes so back good. to our whole th- bit about like Owen's in like almost sexual infatuation with Blue, especially at the end of of Fallen Kingdom. I mean, there is like he's yeah. more physically attracted and emotional. Well, sorry, physically. I don't want to get into that. More emotionally attracted to Blue than Claire, yeah. uh, which. Uh, it's just funny how Malcolm calls it out. Like, yeah. 
So my favorite trailer was the Lightyear trailer. I plan on seeing Lightyear possibly when it comes out next week. Well, you seem to really like the Minions trailer. I like. I I think Minions are funny. I so much. I don't watch the movies, but I think that they're funny. No more Minions stuff. I guess no more Minions stuff. Lightyear one, huh? What about you? It's good. They gave away a lot of their. Yeah. I'm curious what else there is to learn about it. They showed they that was a full on Wikipedia synopsis on that. Trailer. <laughs> it really was <laughs> instead of the whole like first act. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Thor. Love Thor. Thunder. I'm so excited. I'm excited one. for that. That's gonna wait. be a blast. It's gonna be so. It's gonna be bad. Taika Waititi again. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna He's be great. just the best. It's gonna be great. I'm excited for uh, Jordan Peele's new project. Yeah. I had seen the first teaser trailer. Um, yeah, this trailer made me like. Nope, that. and uh, nope. this one is, it seems totally different than what I was yeah, expecting. Yeah, same. Um, that looks really good. Did, the um, first trailers made it seem very horror thriller. Yeah, this, this made it seem a little bit more fun comedy. Yeah, quirky comedy. And, yeah, dark comedy. What was the? Uh, there was a trailer in there, Luke. Would I? I just sighed and said, "I hate Universal." Do you remember which movie? That oh, was? it was the Idris oh. Elba. Yes, yeah, so it was the Idris Elba. One, which, I love Idris Elba. I do too, but. I just when I saw that trailer, I'm just like, we need to stop making movies now. And I saw him punching that line at the end of it. I'm like, all right, Steve's guy's yeah, like, not gonna. It really looked. It was Orion. like we're doing Jaws. Now we're doing Jaws in the jungle. Yeah, we've done Jaws. We've done what the Revenant when he takes off, fights they, off a grizzly bear. Yeah, and now we yeah got they this. also had a trailer for Fall, but. I know nothing about it, and they didn't highlight any of the actors that were in it. So I have a feeling it's not going to be very good. And it's yeah. a low budget. Well, I it does one of those. Th- th- here's one of the things I really don't like, especially because that seems like it's supposed to be like in a, in our real world movie, when the camera moves in an unrealistic way. So when this is a very tall tower, it's this tall tower, and the camera is going up, which is a cool concept, but it's cutting through the scaffolding of yeah. this tall tower. The camera can't do that. Like, I I think that's what or like it's not that there's not a physical eyesight for that, and I, this goes back to Dune and we're way off course. The Dune, the cinematography is all the way it's shot. If you watch it again, it's all in camera and like what a natural camera would do. So like when their spaceships are flying, you're not like like the camera's not like flowing through the spaceship. You're actually it w- it looks like a like a multi cam setup where they're doing tight zoom ins. So you, it feels more real. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. We're way off. We're uh, way off. This has uh, been a little bit of bonus for the listeners. Yes. Made it this who far. made it this far? Just like our Easter egg last week. Yes. Uh, go see this movie. It is a thrill. Go with your family. Go with your friends. Get the special edition popcorn. You're gonna have a blast. It was a bl- it was a blast to have the experience with you guys. It's been yeah. a long road to Dominion when we started this podcast. We didn't even know when it was going to come out. We just so thinking about how far we've come and that we're sitting here talking about another Jurassic Park film in this franchise, closing the world franchise. We don't know what's going to be next. We'll talk about it. We'll hopefully do some more recap stuff and maybe we'll get some more news on what's coming next, but uh, we'll be here to talk about it. So thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, listeners. Peace out. Bye.